Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip through the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. I don't think I've done this one. I hope not. But it would be really weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in D-Lo. Yeah, it would. Yes, it would. Now, that being said... I have heard tale of a new Strange Brew location coming. I've heard that as well. We were, we, we, we can only say so much this time. Did, did, wasn't there a tweet? I, I, unless I, unless I um, was just misremembering this or dreaming this up, mm-hmm. didn't Shane make mention that perhaps we might be able to break this news? Yes, I, I have. I spoke to uh, one Shane Reed earlier today, and that he. Uh, expects that, that we shall be the ones who break that news when the time is right, which oh it goodness. is not today. So, what so a what an honor! Well, you know, we uh, we deserve it. I got to be honest with you. We we've done a lot. I've, I don't think people realize sometimes. Strange Brew has been a sponsor on a podcast that I have hosted for a decade. I mean, we're good friends. You know, so. yes. There you go. We say all that to say go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, order your coffee for shipping. Holiday season is coming up. Go ahead and get your orders in now if you're looking to get a gift in a stocking stuffer for somebody. Go ahead and get it now. The hot chocolate. It's the I, I once asked him, I was like, hey, do you do you make hot chocolate? And his response was only the best on the planet. It really so, is. I mean, it really is. It really is good. All right. Uh, I want to thank our friends over at College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. You may have been checking the College Corner website. I mean, there's been so much demand for all their great polos and stuff that they are out of some items. I spoke to uh, Scott over there at College Corner. We're we're name-dropping all the owners here, by the way. I'm going to do that in all four reads here. Uh, He assured me that as as getting close for Black Friday and everything, they are going to restock and everything. So everything you're looking for from College Corner, you're going to be able to find great polos, great pullovers. And, of course, if you're looking for stuff for the house or the car, they got all that, too. Two locations in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Florida by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, you know when uh, Ty Timms and Brian Kelly get together and put together a restaurant, you know it's going to be fantastic. And it is. I mean, you know, we talk about Humble Taco all the time, but, I mean, we all love going to the bin, sitting out there, people watching and enjoying, the, I mean, the cheese fries. We all know, shout out to Colton Watson. And those guys, but the cheese fries, the best in town, but great food there at the pit. And of course, restaurant Tyler, the flagship restaurant, one of the best in the SEC for fine dining. I, I love going there, not only at night for dinner when it's a little more refined, but I mean, as far as a meat and three or a meat and, you know, your blue plate goes there, one of the best in town. So 
wherever you go with those guys, you know you're getting a great meal every single time. Eat local Starkville. That's the name of the group. And, of course, you cannot go wrong with any of them. Our friend William, Billy Subs, as he goes by on Twitter, wants to remind you, because now it's November. We're out of first responders month. But don't forget, when you go to Firehouse Subs, you can always make a small donation. They're always going to ask, hey, do you want to round up, support your local firefighters? Just say yes. Don't be, don't be a dork and say you want to keep your 38 cents. Just, 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 just give it. It's going to be okay. And then while you're there, by the way, you're getting a fantastic sub. I need to go hit up Firehouse Subs. I got a Jonesin for a meatball sub. You know, I'm, I'm, a ba- I'm a pretty basic guy. I like that meatball sub. That's my favorite. It's, it just is. So I don't make any apologies for that. You better be okay with it, Rob. I mean, you, you like what you like. You do. You do like what you like in this life. So, location, Starville, Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison. Hit up Firehouse Subs. Anything happen today? No, pretty quiet day. All right, another quiet news day. I do feel bad for this guy. Let me see what his name is here. I, I, I forgot his first name. I think it's Richard. Uh, Richard Silva. Yeah. First day on the job on the Auburn beat for the Montgomery advertiser. He just gets dropped into new athletic director hired and football coach fired. Going to try to get him on the podcast this week if I can, just because I feel like that perspective would be really something to talk about on top of his knowledge of the Auburn Tigers, which I'm sure he has plenty of. But as you know, by now, officially official, John Cohen headed to Auburn. No longer uh, the the athletic director at Mississippi State. I found the... the tell me if I'm I'm just spitballing, reaching for stuff here, Robbie. But I thought the, the wording of State's statement was interesting. The way they said, you know, it resigned his position. Didn't, didn't, didn't talk about, like, he's going to Auburn. But it just sounded like, yeah, he's out. He quit. And, uh, you know, we'll go on from there. Yeah, I wonder if that was um, Mississippi State's decision. I, I tend to think maybe it is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. but Or it could be, you know, well, I was going to say it could be John Cohen to give an opportunity to give a statement, but he never gave a statement right. to Mississippi State, which I thought was strange. I don't, I don't even know if he did one on the Auburn release. I didn't see one. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize if I'm not correct on that. But, and I also, haven't read and, the Auburn release, so I'll take your word for that. In true John Cohen fashion, he just retweets the announcement. There was no, I'm excited to be a Auburn Tiger. Uh, I'm excited to, to, be, to be coming to the Plains. I can't yeah. wait to get started. No. no. It, was, it was just a simple retweet. By the and way, it, Auburn he's putting it. a graphic together with the Cohen National Championship ring. <laughs> Hilarious. I asked Richard on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi, like if if uh, if Bianco goes into to something administrator or somebody, I'm sorry, does the whoever the administrator was that hired Bianco, can they use that? Who was yeah. that? Pete Boone? Yeah. They're going to have to go back to 2001 or national champions 2022 hasn't worked a day since 2004 or something. Jeez. (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious because we talked about that. Auburn fan was like, he's really good on social media. I've noticed he's been out there. He hasn't tweeted in four days and hit the announcement of John Cohen going to Auburn. He just retweets it. (laughs) And it's, and if you look at his profile, it's it's got like a white background. Yeah. Oh, he'll work on says, that later once he gets on campus. Ath- it just says athletic director. He's 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 getting all that figured out. He's, he's, <laughs> this is like this is like off the office when they when they put it is your birthday. Yes, it's just John Cohen, athletic director. The only what state needs to do is just fully embrace that and hire Ron Polk. Hire a man who doesn't know how to work an iPhone. 
<laughs> and just be like, tweets? What? What are those? Oh, Ron, Ron Polk is the type of person who would type up a tweet and hand it to somebody and be like, tweet this for me. McCray. He's, McCray he's, he's, he's going to give it to McCray. Yeah. So. Oh, so, man. Mississippi State will move forward. John, uh, obviously, Dr. Mark Keenum has already announced there will be a national search. I was told by a, a source today, Robbie, that that search may be further along than you would think with Cohen just announcing that he's out the door today. Yeah. Uh, that Keenum, his, um, how do I put it, his gravitas, I don't know if that's the word or not. You used diatribe earlier. I'm just trying to one-up you. Did you uh, like that? That's I love diatribe. What a great word. Me too. I use it every every so time good. I can. Yeah. Oh, you should. Well, I'm not good at big words. Yeah. But that one I, I know. Make it work. But that being said, that that he, you know, his his stature in the college football world right now is it's high. I mean, he he's got a lot, a lot of juice right now because of his position and the expansion of the college football playoff. So his connections are high. So I'm not saying we're gonna know by the end of the week who the who the athletic director is. I'm just saying that this process may be a little further along than we think that it is. Does that seem there's Feasibly. no doubt. There's no doubt. There's people in this fan base that that don't think Mark Keenum knows what he's doing when it comes to athletics, but I That's, can promise you yeah. he is one of the most respected presidents in the entire country mm-hmm. um, when it comes to athletics. That's why he's heading the the committee for the college football playoff. So um, his contacts are endless. I have no doubt that Mississippi State is going to have a, a good collection of names out there that they can get. Uh, so, I mean, I, you, I, I believe that this, is, this has the opportunity to be a really good hire. And I wrote a column about this um, on, on Monday as well. Mm-hmm. I think Mississippi State can upgrade. I, I really do. I think they can get a on, guy. On Sports Talk Mississippi. I think they can get a guy that's been a sitting AD, a guy that's been in administration for a long time, and I think that's what you need. You need somebody that has that experience, and you've got to have somebody that's going to embrace this NIL stuff. You know one thing I I did not like? um, I I thought that the word got out through John Cohen or who else about Mississippi State's NIL situation. I was just about to talk about that. Go ahead. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't like that that was brought to the that that was exposed uh, in that way by John Cohen or whoever somebody close to him. I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining it's probably John Cohen. Um, that you know Mississippi State doesn't have they're not they're not going to be able to um, provide the NIL opportunities, which in comparison to Auburn they they won't. But some of that falls on John Cohen Absolutely. as the athletic director. That that is not. Out of his hands. I, I know that we just ha- we, we are just now having this um, the the NIL thing expanded to where universities can can um, partner in the initiatives and all that stuff or whatever. But Mississippi State is not a, a. I think one of the numbers that was listed was like the state has not crossed a million dollars in NIL or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but you're telling me Mississippi State can't raise one million dollars. I, I I completely disagree with that. Um, we've seen Mississippi State raise what raise much more money than that with the Bulldog Club or whatever. To say that this thing's capped off where it is, I think is is completely 
erroneous. I, I think that there's so much more opportunity there for Mississippi State. I don't think Mississippi State is is just sitting here, you know, as a bunch of poor men. I think that there's a lot of opportunity. I think it's going to take an athletic director with foresight to come in here and push that forward. Um, and, you know, John Cohen might have been able to pick things up with the this partnership with the university that they can now kind of promote it a little more and things like that. But there's a lot more uh, meat on the bone for Mississippi State when it comes to NIL, and it's going to take somebody that's really good at fundraising to do that. Now, I look at – Ole Miss probably has more money than Mississippi State, but I think that's a similar tier in the SEC. I, I think Mississippi State and Ole Miss are on similar footing. For them to be so much further ahead at this point, at least we're you know, believing that's the case when it comes to what they've just put out with their NIL – I refuse to believe that Mississippi State can't be just as competitive as that. I refuse, and I think it. Is, and, and we talk. We talk about you know, um, Ole Miss goes from Ross Bjork to uh, Keith Carter, who was incredible at fundraising, and he's transformed what they're doing in NIL. I think Mississippi State needs to do something very similar. I think they need to hire somebody with a similar background that's able to fundraise, that's able to push Mississippi State's initiative out there a little bit further and make Mississippi State competitive in the NIL field and not just say, oh, I can't, I can't get that kind of NIL money here. I'm going to go somewhere else where they are providing better opportunities. I think that's, a, I think that's kind of a cop-out. And let's not uh, forget that NIL at Mississippi State kind of started with a John Cohen protege with a group that decided we're going to put our focus on the baseball. Yeah. A poor decision. So, yeah, I totally agree with you that when you're the athletic director, being proactive in NIL and embracing it and things of that nature are key. And I don't think John Cohen did a good job of that at all. I think, and I think that what is being leaked by John Cohen, A, is incredibly damaging to Mississippi State. And that is something that's quite unfortunate. Yeah. That, I mean, you if you want to take the Auburn job, take the Auburn job, man. I'm not, I'm not holding your feet to the fire. But to try to torch your alma mater. And your former employer on the way out the door is that's that's not good business. Who, by the way, gave you an opportunity to lead an athletic department. What other what other school in the country is going to hire John Cohen, baseball coach, to be an athletic director? I mean, I, I, I and you know that's coming from him. I mean, that there's there's no I, I don't believe that to be uh, coming from anybody else. And uh, you know, I'm not trying to. Uh, trash John Cohen on the way out, but I mean, it, it seems like there's some there, there's there's some mud being thrown a little bit on Mississippi State as he's heading out the door, and I'm with you 100. percent I don't like that because this is a place that gave him an opportunity as a head coach, and then gave him with zero. Um, he, he had, z- I, I guess he was he was involved on on a few things as far as administrations is con- is concerned on on some uh, coaching hires and things like that. But he had he, he had absolutely zero experience being an administrator, and he was elevated into the head chair immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mississippi State's been really good to John Cohen. Uh, so, yeah, I, di- I didn't like that at all. Very disappointing, to be, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, surprising. Surprising at the very least, I will say. Um, now Mississippi State, you know, let's let's focus on on the next step for Mississippi State, and that's the search. 
Um, some names coming out today. The name that everybody keeps saying is Jared Binko, uh, former MSU. Was I forget his his title here? Was he the CFO prior to uh, leaving for Georgia Southern? Uh. Yeah, something like that. So I think an associate athletic director or assistant athletic financial director. Financial stuff. Right. Uh, now the athletic director at Georgia Southern. Checks a lot of boxes for, for a lot of people. Um, John Curry's name has been brought up to a number of times. We talked about him yesterday. A name that we had not brought up was Michael Alford, whose name has been brought up today. Uh, the athletic director at Florida State, who's only been there for a year, a longtime Florida State and then Oklahoma employee in terms of fundraising. So that's a, that's a, something that would check a huge box and played baseball at Mississippi State. So mm-hmm. you got everything in one box there. It would be intriguing to see if Mississippi State could pull away Florida State's athletic director. At the same time, he's only been there for a year. This is his, this is his first year. He was hired in 2021. So that seems like it, maybe, I don't want to say pie in the sky, but it does seem a little unrealistic. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know about that one, but you never know. I mean, he might be a guy that wants to come home. He might want to he might want to come to Mississippi State. I don't know. He might see some opportunities. And being in the SEC, I think State's going to be able to be attractive to some Power Five athletic directors or even some people that might be the number two guys. You know, you mentioned some of that yesterday about going and find somebody at, you know, Ohio State or something that's, right. that's the number two guy at those places. I don't think those would be bad. Uh, options but yeah it's that that one seems like a little bit of a stretch but I, I think you could certainly go get those guys that you have ties with with Scott Weatherby and Jared Binko if I'm Mississippi State I'm shooting for the stars first see if you can get get a big name somebody that's that's proven it uh, in the power five or even a secondary guy that you feel like is a rising star and then if you have to fall back, you fall back on those guys that are um, in lower conferences that have your ties to Mississippi State. I don't think that would be terrible fits at Mississippi State, uh, like Weatherby and, and Benko having been here before. Uh, but, yeah, that's – Yeah, Scott Weatherby is another one, yeah, for sure. My, my opinion is start at the top and – or at least guys, you know, that you feel like you, can, you could possibly get and then work your way down. And again, I mean, you're talking about Mark Keenum, a guy that's that's got those relationships. I don't think he's going to um, settle. I think he's going to try to go get the best guy for the job. Because you're talking, you're talking I, about. I mean, one thing's one of the things that's a lot different for Mississippi State than it was when Scott Strickland left is Mark Keenum has elevated himself in the athletic world of college yes, sports. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, the difference that, in, in what Mark Keenum represents now versus 2016 or 20, you know, when did they hire uh, Strickland? Uh, 2011? 2013? Was Something. it 20? When was it? I, I think Byrne was only here a couple of years. Strickland, Strickland was the head coach or was the athletic director in 11, I want to say. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, so, I can't remember. That sounds about right. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. I, I, I think this is going to be a, a relatively quick search. I, I think that, and by, by that I mean a month at most. You know, to, to get. I think by the a couple of days after the Egg Bowl, maybe by the first the first of December at the latest, state has a new off, uh, athletic director in position. What does this yeah. mean for Mike Leach? We, you talked to Mike Leach today. I want to ask that question after we go over it. But 
Leach, I, I didn't expect Leach to go into a long, wow, I'm sad he's gone kind of thing, but what, what did you take away from the press conference today with Mike Leach? It was interesting. A lot of coughing, a lot of uh, choking. I, he said he had he had the flu, so that had a lot to do with that. This was a little more elevated than usual, but you know he had a he had a few little quirky comments that were funny. I, I, a lot of people have gotten upset about that quote about the you know purging a couple of uh, people on campus. It meant me and you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. I mean, it was it was clearly a joke. And I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with it. But there, I mean, Joe Clatt quoted my tweet and and just thought it was just an abomination. I mean, it's just like it's clearly a joke. And if you look at his, if you look at the full context of that quote, he was talking about. He talked about. Um, he was asked what his pitch would be to the new athletic director, and. He basically said, you know, it's a, it's a really great place. There's uh, good people here. He talked about the fact that they the people here try to figure out um, solutions to the problem instead of just sucking up to people. Um, and, you know, he, he basically – it was a really good quote about Mississippi State, the people here, and, and all that. And I think that got lost in the comment about purging a couple of people, which was just clearly right. a joke. Right, but um, he, you know, he didn't have anything bad to say about John Cohen. Mostly said that he's not really focused on all that this week, right. as he shouldn't be. Yeah, trying to focus on the game. Um, you know, he said if he sees him on Saturday, he'll talk to him. Doesn't have a, any issues with him. He enjoyed working with him, uh, and things like that. So, um, uh, no real juicy no. quotes to take away from that. But that said, now, and you know, you know a, a new athletic director loves to come in and make a splash. What's what's the the? I think you and I were both of the agreement that if State finishes seven and five with an Egg Bowl loss, it was going to be hard for Mike Leach to get through twenty twenty three unless he had a massive season. Mm-hmm. This certainly turns up the heat on that, though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I think so. It, it seems like anytime a new AD comes in, that the pressure is on for everybody. Uh, you're trying to impress that you no longer have quote unquote like your guy in there. Um, and, you know, John Cohen, I think, was going to be – I think he was going to be fair about how he handled the Mike Leach situation if this lingered. But also, you know my, you know that John had some extra feelings there for Mike than he might for other people. So he, 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 he had a lot of um, good thoughts about Mike Leach and it really enjoyed Mike as a person. So, I mean, it was probably going to be a little tougher – for a change to be made for Mike Leach, a new guy coming in, I think it's going to, it's going to be a little, there's going to be a little more pressure. And I think that, you know, Mike Leach talked about, you know, out of an AD, he wants a guy that's going to stay out of his way and things like that. Well, you know, I think an AD needs to be, needs to be around a little bit too. Uh, You don't want to, you don't want to have a a coach having full autonomy where, you know, he can do whatever he wants. So never feels like he, he has any pressure on him. I think there's certain things that Mississippi state, is going to have to put their foot down on with Mike Leach and how things are done. I think there's going to have to be more of a, a push for Mississippi State to get Mike Leach out there in public to start talking about NIL. I mean, I, I don't think Mississippi State is going to be an attractive place for, for recruits when you're competing inside the SEC if you're not pushing 
NIL, and that includes your your head football coach. Uh, it's made a difference for for Ole Miss and uh, and Lane Kiffin to just talk about it every now and then. I think that's going to have to be uh, something that's addressed with with the new coach. I think the NIL thing is or the new ID. I think the NIL thing is is one of the most important things uh, with this new athletic director. I think you you have to have a guy in here that understands it. Because that's the that's where everything's going in this landscape of college football and college sports, especially. So, two questions. One, do we find out what Mike uh, or what, what John Cohen really thinks of of Mike Leach by whether or not Mike Leach is a candidate for the Auburn job? Could be, but you know, at the end of the day, I I really don't believe this is going to be John Cohen's call. Oh, I don't either, but um you know, he could he could be a candidate for the job, but I think I think too, I think John understands that he needs a guy there at that specific spot. You know, he's he's talked about, you know, state, Mississippi State has to do things differently and all that. But Auburn, they're going to have to do some things a certain way too. And the way that they do things is differently than the way Mississippi State does some things. The other question I have is this, and Michael Borky brought this up. Do you think maybe, and again, going back to what Mike Leach thinks of, I'm sorry, what John Cohen thinks of Mike Leach, do you think that maybe he thought this isn't going to work with Leach? He's he's not going to succeed, and they're not going to let me hire a third coach if the first two get fired. Maybe it's time to go ahead and go. I've, I have thought about that, yeah. I have thought about the fact that maybe he realized that this thing – this thing might not end how he wants it to. Season opportunity here uh, at Auburn open up. You know, Auburn missed out. He was not Auburn's first choice, by the way. I don't know what is what choice he was, but it's pretty clear that the Arkansas AD was probably the top guy for them. He turned them down, and I think John Cohen, which it's that seems to be kind of a theme for Mississippi State people going elsewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, did, talked about that today on the, on the big show that. Dan Mullen was like the third or fourth choice, I think, at Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Strickland. I, I think Strickland I was pretty high up the list at, at Florida. I'm pretty Probably. sure. I don't know if he was number one. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, Vic Schaefer, probably high up there for Texas. But, um, I don't know. I, 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 feel like, I feel like there's so many things that went into this decision for John Cohen. And not all of it was just that excuse about NIL. I think there was a. I think there was other things that. Oh, I agree. That that were in play there. Do you want to know what I'm looking forward to the most? What? John Cohen standing behind a podium with that jacket on and that orange and blue tie, talking to reporters and the and his and the Auburn fans. You know, I know Hugh Freeze is a man of God <laughs> and a man of faith, and he's going to bring. A great attitude to Auburn. I can't. I literally can't. I will watch every second of that press conference when it happens. I talked to so many people, and everybody I talked to spoke highly of you, Freeze. When we talk about the, doing things the right way, the Auburn way, and doing <laughs> things with integrity, that's what Hugh Freeze stands for. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Robbie, I may literally, I may go, I may ask for a credential, I may drive to Auburn and like, who is that guy laughing in the background? It's Adad. 
And then Lane Kiffin, too. If it's Kiffin's Lane Kiffin. not as bad. I'm, I'm, you know what? He ain't here no more. I'm going to tell you a story. But John Cohen once told me straight up, like, I would never hire Lane Kiffin. What was the reasoning? It's like, that's just not the kind of guy I would hire. Well, and again, and again, I say that's why I think that the NIL oh my stuff God, is BS. A, pre, a Hugh Freeze introductory press conference with John Cohen talking about integrity and fate. I swear that's like a that's like a piece of cheesecake with some whipped cream on it, man. I'll eat it up. No, 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 no. Thank, thank you, John. I appreciate oh those kind God, words. Thank you, John. Steve may make the trip too. He may go with me. We're That's road I, trip, Steve. Let's go. I always wanted, I always wanted uh, Hugh Freeze to come to Mississippi State just for a, a press conference with Steve <laughs> and Hugh Freeze. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I feel it down in my plums. That's what I, I, I'm. Steve and I are taking a road trip to Auburn if that hire happens. All right. <laughs> I don't, who, who do you think they're going to hire? Hugh Freeze. You you don't think it's gonna I, be Lane Kiffin? You think it's gonna be Freeze? I think I, I think Ole Miss is probably willing to match Kiffin up to a point. Like if they go twelve million a year, Ole Miss would probably say we can't. But I think they could do ten. Yeah, probably. And, and Kiffin's gonna I, look around and go, look at what Kiffin brings back next year with Dart and Judkins. Yeah, well, I, I don't see the only reason that if I'm Lane Kiffin, the only reason I'm going to Auburn is mm-hmm. because. I just want the challenge right. to compete against Alabama and right. the state. I think he would rather wait it out and try to get the Alabama job. Maybe. If, if I, the I money's just right. I mean, he's in a really good spot he's right now. He's in a great now. spot. He's making great thing. money. The yeah. He's got a NIL's good team. Working. The and what he's doing with there. the portal, nobody else is really doing that. It's working. Yeah. So, somebody, people call Ole Miss overrated, and that's great. What was Ole Miss five years ago? Irrelevant. It, and at the end of the day, they're winning their games. Yeah. I mean, they could, they could have very easily. Would you rather be overrated or, or irrelevant? Yeah, it's an easy it's an easy answer. Yeah, they're, they're they're incredible at making themselves look better than they really are. Like in in Kiffin's tenure, he's beaten like two good teams, maybe. Like there there hasn't been a ton of really good teams that they've beaten, but his record is through the roof right now. You know, they got the marketing stuff. He's not really a dynamic personality, but everybody thinks he is. They're great at that. They're great at the perception thing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show in our SEC picks. That's brought to you by friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. You know, this is fall back weekend, so you got an extra hour on Sunday to put that brisket on the smoker. And then just let it let it go. Or, you know, now you got to get it done early because it's going to be dark outside. And maybe you have lights in your backyard. I don't, so I don't know. But if you do, and you, you can stay out there, put some steaks on the grill, and enjoy yourself. Nothing better, nothing better than that. Head over to your grocery stores, head to your butcher shop, talk to your, your guys over there, and get hooked up and enjoy some great beef. Of course, don't forget, you're also helping our beef farmers here in the state of Mississippi, 15,000 of them nearly a half billion dollars a year in agribusiness. That's real money, and it's no bull. <laughs> See what I did? <laughs> 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 beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. 
I told you that two brothers, I went there uh, Friday night and enjoyed the heck out of myself. But as soon as I leave, I'm already thinking about when am I going to go back? And that's going to be pretty soon because I just can't stay away. I can't stay away from smoked wings, their tacos, the sandwiches, and the pork rind nacho. There's just so many good things on the menu and whatever you're looking for. They, you know, they, they got it all. They got it all. My wife tried the street corn for the first time. Have you ever had that? Yeah. It's good. good. It's good. So enjoy nothing bad on the entire menu. There really isn't. There really isn't. Like the worst thing on the menu is really good. And then the best thing on the menu is like, that's the best thing I've ever had. That's a good restaurant. That's what two brothers in two brothers smoke meats in the heart of the cotton district. Great products, great service. Every business offers it, but advantage business systems delivers it. And they have been for 47 years. I'm going to be next this time next year. I'll be saying 48 years. That's what they do. They've been sticking around that long because they take care of their customers. Customers just like you. Customers here in the state of Mississippi. And you need something for your business, copy or printer, computer, whatever it is. You call Advantage Business Systems. And if you got a problem, you to talk to the guy who made you the sale. You're not talking to somebody overseas. You're not talking to somebody out of state here in Mississippi. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Got a text today from my friends down at the Rogue. Uh, let me find this, 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 what they sent me because it's, they were just like, do you like this? And it's a brand new white quarter zip with the walking bully logo. Oh, Clean. Boy. Fantastic. Good stuff. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. I, I have somehow become their sounding board. So if you got any ideas, you got anything you're looking for, make sure you tweet at me and I'll let them know. Because they've got their collegiate collection. They, they listen to the fans. They've got the logos that you're asking for and that our new athletic director is going to provide come hell or high water. I promise you that. Yeah, we're locking him in a room we, and having a conversation. We're going to have a conversation with him. We are not leaving until he agrees. Yeah. Yeah. So and we may have to get some food delivered. But other than that, yes. So. Check out the Rogue and Jackson. Shop at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, let's get into our, our picks here. Robbie now with a commanding three-game lead here with three weeks left to play. It's going to take some doing for me to get back into this. Uh, will it start this week? Let's find out. Uh, any games here that we're just no about? No, there's no. There's, we we got to talk about them all, Robbie. It's a really good week. Yeah, I mean, we're in the part of the season where it should be. Kentucky at Missouri. Kentucky, Mississippi State fans might not want to hear this. Kentucky's not a good team. State lost to a bad team when they were in Lexington. There's just no way around that. They're not I, good. State and, and both state and Kentucky are bad, good teams. Kentucky is really good at home. Mm-hmm. They're not good and on the road. Their defense, they can scheme it up a little bit mm-hmm. at times. But on the road, they're bad. Missouri kind of came out of nowhere last week, Robbie, and, and got the win against a South Carolina team that looked like they had some momentum and looked like they were going to push to maybe have an eight-win season. And instead, Missouri goes into Columbia, South Carolina, and smacks the Gamecocks around. Now they get to play Kentucky at home. Can they do two in a row? What do you say? So since Drinkwitz has been there, mm-hmm. they like they haven't sucked. Right. But they they they're not good. Makes they're, they're a they're not a they're not a bad team, but I don't think they're a bad good team either. 
They're Oregon one of those fans. teams like they'll hang around with good teams mm-hmm. and they'll Hanging they'll beat around. they'll beat like one good team a year. Is this it? Or was South Carolina? It? I think I think South Carolina was probably it. And they're not really a good team. I guess like they're like they're like a step below Mississippi State in that they'll like they'll do like the Mike Leach thing and beat a team they're not supposed to beat. And that's pro- right. that was probably it. Um but in this game in particular I think I'm going to go with Missouri. Kentucky, I don't trust Kentucky. I don't trust Will Levis. See, I feel like Missouri's playing better. I feel de- like, here's the thing about Missouri. Their defense is really good. It is. I feel like what you're doing right now is you're a team that's sort of up like 17, and you're trying for the knockout punch here. You're I mean, to, well, here's one the thing. I want to put it away. I do not approach this at all mm. at like a, oh, I got to defend this. I got to do this. I just approach it how I think it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. So I think, you, I think you, I think you look into that a little too much. I'm just, I'm just trying to pick the, the, the winners. I think you're more savvy than you give yourself credit for, Mr. Mr. Falk. But that being said, I am going to go against you here. I, I just don't believe Missouri can do it two weeks in a row. And Kentucky's defense is good enough to hold them out. I'm going to take the Wildcats here. So we're off to an interesting start. Yep. Here's another one that we could easily be split on. Two teams, you talk about going, they're going the same direction, and it's it's circling the drain. Florida at Texas A&M. Boy, I bet when this was pulling the schedule back in June, people were like, this could be an outstanding matchup. It is not. Uh, they are both bad. Who's worse? I will tell you that. I as as much as I don't like AM, I saw a little bit out of Wiegman that makes me think he can be something going forward. And with Anthony Richardson, I mean, I just don't know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take the Aggies here at home. I, I'm gonna go with that as well. I thought AM was turning a corner a little bit in the game against Ole Miss. They still kind of filtered out there in the end. Mm-hmm. But I thought that they showed some things in that game. I thought he did a really good job for the most part. I didn't. I thought they tried to put the game in his hands, and I thought that was a mistake. Uh, they kind of took the ball out of their best player's hands, and I agree it, with that. They, they started having some empty possessions, but A and M still has a lot of talent, and they showed a little bit of promise in the game. So I'm going to go with A and M as well. All right. Game of the day, game of the year, maybe number two Tennessee at number one Georgia. I am so looking forward to this. I guess I guess we'll get to watch about the first half of it, and then the rest of it I'll see in the press box. I'll go first again. No, you you went. I'm sorry. Let's, I'm going to alternate here. You went first, then I went. You can go first here. Okay. Massive game, SEC East Championship game. But we have the SEC East, and I'll, I'll go another week with with the SEC West Championship game because that's probably Ole Miss Alabama. Who you like? So, Tennessee's had a really good season. Mm-hmm. They have uh, put up a ton of points this year, been really good at home. Of course, you know, they destroyed LSU on the road. That was like an 11 a.m. game, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure how into that ballgame LSU was. I think the home field advantage is going to be really important in this game. Um, and also, up front, I think Georgia's going to be really, really physical and disrupt some things that Tennessee wants to do on both sides of the ball. I think they control the line of scrimmage, and they win the ball game. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I'm going to take the Bulldogs. All right. I'm really either going to be back in it or completely out of it because 
I'm not saying they give me the same vibes as 2019 LSU, but they're rolling. And I'm I never walk away from a heater, Robbie. That's that's a lesson I've learned. Give me Tennessee to win this one. Well, there you go. We might, we have a chance to. You have a chance here to really at get least back get back to one game. Yeah. Well, we got more games coming up here. We may disagree again. Number. T- I thought one of these teams would be ranked. I didn't think it would be this one, but number 23, Liberty, and future Auburn head coach Hugh Freeze head to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks, who are suddenly rejuvenated with the return of a healthy K.J. Jefferson. You know, I had Auburn, uh, I said Arkansas, I'm sorry, 10-2. and two. I had them losing to Alabama and Mississippi State, and that was it. Um, A&M got in the way of that prediction, but I could end up with them 9-3. and three. I don't know that Arkansas is going to lose again this year. Jefferson is playing really well. Rocket Sanders is as good as almost any running back in the SEC. Give me the Razorbacks to take down Hugh Freeze and uh, and the Liberty Flames. I'm going with the Hogs as well. A lot of SEC athletes out there. I think that's going to make a difference in this game. Arkansas is well coached too, so I mean they'll be able to scheme it up a little bit. I just think that they're that they're going to have too many athletes on the field for. Liberty. Feels like it'll be like last year's game with Liberty and Ole Miss where. Yeah, you saw where Liberty was able to make some plays, but in the end, Ole Miss just just too much, just too much for him. All right, you get to pick first on this. You know what? We'll save that one for last. You pick first on this one. South Carolina at Vanderbilt. This game is not. It's not as as cut and dry as you might think. I think Vanderbilt has a puncher's chance in this game. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know what to what to think about South Carolina. I mean, I don't think they're very good, but they haven't just completely pooped the bed. I thought they did last week, but that that seemed like one of those things where they just kind of got caught up in being in the top twenty-five. They had won like three, four straight games or whatever it was. So um, I, I still think the South Carolina is the better team. I just I have no faith in Vanderbilt. I'm going to go with Carolina. I'm gonna go with Carolina. I just can't put my, I can't put my my chips in the basket of, of of Vanderbilt. I just I just can't bring myself to do it. All right, maybe an SEC West Championship game just depends on what happens here. But Alabama, number six team in the country, uh, travels to Baton Rouge, the suddenly resurgent LSU Tigers. I, I will make two predictions. One, I think it's gonna be a fantastic. This is two really good college ball teams. LSU's playing at a high level. That crowd will be going nighttime in Tiger Stadium. I just don't think LSU has enough in the chamber to take down Alabama. It, it's going to be close. I won't be shocked if LSU wins, but I'm going to take the tide here. Yeah, I think the the thing that's really going against LSU here is Alabama is good enough on defense that you cannot be one-dimensional against them. Yeah, This isn't the best defense they've put out there, and they've, they've had a propensity to give up points. But LSU is just not a very good passing team. They like to run the read. They like to scramble a little bit with uh, Jaden Daniels. I think Alabama is going to be talented enough that they're going to be able to neutralize that a little bit. And then, of course, their offense should be able to be multiple, too, and and do some good things. I'm going to take Alabama as well. And also, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just hard to imagine Alabama – like, we've seen this story before. You know, they lose a game in the regular season, and – their backs are against the wall. They've got to make something happen. Yeah. And they always do. So the only time they didn't was uh was twenty uh twenty ten, where they lost early to South Carolina and then they mm-hmm. lost to Auburn. 
No, I know they lost to Auburn. They lost another game in there too. It may have been LSU. I think it was LSU. Not I think in about the regular it. season. Yeah, they were ten and three that year. Oh, okay. Oh, now see, I, I did that thing, Robbie, where I talked myself into I have to know the answer. So let's look it up. I can't Shout remember honestly. Now. I know. I know they lost to uh, Stephen Garcia. Oh, and they the, lost to Tennessee. There you go. No, 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 no. Oh, they lost to a six and seven Tennessee team that year. No, wait, I'm not looking at no, that. No, 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 no. You're they, right. You're right. You're right. Tennessee you're in 15 right. years. I, I, okay, I was looking at it wrong. They lost to LSU. Okay. Yeah, so they lost. Yeah, I was about South to say, Carolina, it's been a long time since they lost Tennessee until this South year. South Carolina, LSU, and then they had the cam back against Auburn. So, you know what's funny about that? I always say it. That might have been Saban's most talented team. Julio Jones, Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, all those guys on defense. They had like five first-rounders back there. Ridiculous, they lost three games. They should have fired him. Yeah. All right. So, I will either be down one or possibly down four or five come uh, come Sunday morning. We shall see. Either back in the game or out of the game. We'll see. All right. Interesting week ahead. It will be. All right. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. <laughs> My guess is you'll have some questions for us. I will go ahead and put I'm going to put a, a disclaimer out. I know you guys are going to be like, tell us the Vic Schaefer story. Eh-eh. No. For another day. Maybe down the road. It's Maybe not it's not thing. anything like like people it's were, not it's not anything salacious. Some of the yeah, stuff that's, going around. It's something like that. I'm tired of seeing that stuff, man. All right. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Send your tweets in and we will get to them. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey Dad, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.